areas. You have tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice. Your daily dose of reality radio, it starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, get them all out there. Mack Hike of Flowood. Shop them online at MackHikeCDJRF.com. We are at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here. And, uh, man, it's always a good day when you can wake up and you say, hashtag good guys win again. That's right. Our Capitol Police last night caught some more bad guys doing bad stuff. JPD, y'all watching? Hashtag good guys win again. Let's see here. This story is on WLBT. A police chase in Jackson. Now, that's a rare, and it's saying police chase in Jackson, one that started and ended in Jackson. Um, let's see here. Police chase in Jackson resulted in multiple multiple people facing felony charges Monday night. According to the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Capitol Police officers attempted to initiate a traffic stop. However, a vehicle did not cooperate and attempted to flee, resulting in a police chase. The pursuit ended near Terry Road and McClure Road in Jackson. Southside. Uh, Mississippi Department of Public Safety says the driver, as well as the occupants in the car, will be charged with felony fleeing upon apprehension. The identities of the drivers and the occupants are unknown at this time. Additional charges are anticipated for the people. This is an ongoing investigation. I bet there are uh, more charges pending, and I bet they're felony charges because I bet, you know, I say, man, if they're running, they probably got a felony, probably got a body in the trunk, probably felons already with guns there's always a reason you're not just evading a speeding ticket i i I don't care what the statistics say or any of that if you're running from the popo there's a reason you're running it ain't just to get out of a speeding ticket or a busted blinker or an expired tag most folks know nowadays even stupid criminals know nowadays that cops have radar i mean not radar radio radar too for that matter cops have radio and, uh, you know, I'd, if I had to guess, I bet they had guns and pills on them. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I bet they had guns, pills, dope, whatever else. You know, uh, somebody sent me an email the other day. I mean, just I, I don't mind people politely disagreeing with me, and that's what this was, just kind of saying, painting the other side of a, of a conversation here. And these folks are actually going to be in the studio later talking about something different. Maybe I can get them, to, get them on this conversation. But they, they were breaking down the the statistics on police chases and by the numbers they say that they're fruitless that most of the time it's somebody that is running because they just had an expired tag or they were just speeding and they weren't felons they didn't have a body in the trunk but to that i say this look at the cities around jackson the suburbs that chase and look in the capital city improvement district with the capital police now who chase criminals and don't let them just flee into the night. Those are the safe areas. Those are the hashtag good part of Jackson. Look at Jackson, who openly promotes that they have a no chase policy. There ain't no good part of those parts. So you can't track that. You can't track those numbers. You can't substantiate those numbers. The pursuits that don't happen because most people know in 
well, they're learning in the Capital City Improvement District with the Capitol Police that if you F around, you find out. And they already know that over in Rankin and Madison County. They already know that. It takes a real special kind of stupid in Rankin and Madison County to F around and find out and flee from the police. And they always, as I like to say, I'm on my hashtags this morning. Y'all bear with me. Hashtag escape to Jackson foiled again. Nothing makes me happier. It's it's better than a than a cup of coffee, a cold beer, anything. Nothing makes me happier than waking up and overnight I see that there was another police chase that ended, that started in Rankin County or Madison and ended with the bad guys wrecking their cars in Hines County or in Jackson. That is so exciting to me. I'm like, they, they messed around, they found out. I think that's always a good day at the office. I had a great day at the office yesterday. I think that's always a good day at the office when the bad guys F around and find out. You know, uh, Commissioner Tyndall did Kenneth Stokes, and Sean Tyndall, the commissioner of the Department of Public Safety, so he's over Capitol Police, Highway Patrol, etc., MBN, all that. He was at Kenneth Stokes' town hall meeting about the Capitol Police and pursuits and this, that, and the other. And he brought up the point that there's an entire generation of Jacksonians who have never really been policed. They also, and he didn't say this, but I will, they also haven't ever had any parenting. They're just a bunch of hoodlums that have been released into the city of Jackson, onto the streets, since they were kids. Banging on the corner, running red lights, running stop signs, driving like they're in a dang rap video, living like they're in a damn rap video. They've never had any police and they don't know what to do. Like, what you mean I can't? What you mean I can't? And now they're getting it. And anytime you create change in a city like Jackson, you're going to get blowback. That's why they love Chalkway. That's why they love Jody Owens. Because they don't want change. They want to continue down the path they're going down. Because it benefits them. Ain't no money in the cure. See no, see no further than that vaccine they keep shoving down y'all's throats. All the boosters. Ain't no money in the cure. Just like cancer. If they cured cancer, they had to shut all them big buildings down. Autumn Hospitals. Ain't no money in the cure. We're streaming live on our Facebook page this morning. Your boy got a new haircut. And I shaved. First time I ain't looked like a Sons of Anarchy cast off in about three years. Shout out to my barber. Jonathan Boone. California Concepts out there in Pearl. Love you, bro. Um, You can see that. You can see my face on the Save Jackson Facebook feed this morning. If you don't already follow me on social media and hadn't already seen the picture, I'm about a weekend to my new haircut. You know, that was a uh, Facebook, not a Facebook. I guess it was a viral video before we knew what viral videos were. It was called My New Haircut. Go find that on YouTube. It's funny. It's funny. That's how I feel this morning. My new haircut. But uh, anyway, man, good guys win again, again, again. Second hour of the show, I'm going to have Linda McCoy on. 
believe that's her name here. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, Linda McCoy. And we're going to be discussing, we're on 7 to 9 this morning. It's a two-hour show. We're going to be discussing the state of Mississippi's 100% wage garnishment law. Mississippi, if you owe them back taxes, they can take 100% of your wages until you pay them back. So be damned. Your bills, your kids needing to eat, you needing to eat, your car note, house note, anything. If you owe the state of Mississippi money, they come first. Uh, hopefully, hopefully our folks out at the Capitol are working on a bill to change that to 25%. Really, what they need to be doing is abolishing the income tax altogether and forgiving every penny anybody owes. But we know that ain't going to happen. We know that ain't going to happen. Speaking of the show going two hours today, if you weren't listening yesterday, if you're watching live on Facebook and you don't ever listen to the radio, starting Monday, this upcoming Monday, six days from now, the show goes two hours at minimum every day, Monday through Friday. No more one-hour shows. Monday and Tuesday are actually going to be two-hour shows. I mean, three-hour Sorry, three-hour shows. On Monday, I'm going to have Allison Noe in the studio with me. She's a organic or natural health expert, uh, really focusing on women's health. That's going to be a very interesting show. She's very intelligent and has a lot of charisma. You guys will absolutely enjoy that. On Tuesdays, I'm going to be doing a law call show. That's right, man. I got a lawyer in my back pocket. He's going to come in with me every Tuesday. We'll announce who that is here shortly. Going to come in every Tuesday with me. We're going to sit in. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to discuss legal legal matters. Uh, if there's a big case going on in the country, we'll just look at it from the legal perspective. But I think more than anything, it's going to create an opportunity for folks with legal questions to call in and get some some you know elementary advice. Like, hey, what should I do? How's this look? You're going through a divorce. You're going through a law uh, a legal matter, whatever it is. I think uh, <clears throat> a criminal matter. I think it's going to create a great opportunity for you to get some rudimentary knowledge. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, we can't discuss people's cases in details. You need to have a set of a meeting with an attorney for that, hopefully the one that we have in here. But we can get you some good advice. That's going to be real fun. I've always wanted to do that. I've always enjoyed those type shows. So that's starting this Monday, the 23rd. Uh, Three-hour shows on Monday and Tuesday. Two-hour shows the rest of the week. It's a lot of radio. We're basically doubling our inventory of this show. I'm excited. Let me know if y'all are. All right, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The ClayEdwardsShow.com hotline, 601-879-0002. I'll open the phone lines up after this first segment here. <clears throat> but uh, we see the text are blowing up. We'll get to those in the next segment, too. Hey, real quick, man, I had the ladies on yesterday from Moms of Murdered Sons. Now, let me tell y'all how petty some of the general public can be. I had the Moms of Murdered Sons on here yesterday, uh, Jessica and Tiffany Frazier. Uh, they lost their son and grandson, same person, to senseless violence in Jackson, and Tiffany also got shot. Let them come on here talk about what they do. I was very interested in it. You know, we always support victims' families and stuff around here. Well, it never fails. I sent on the podcast, they post the link to their page, and it's just some lurkers, some haters, decide to slide in uh, their comments and bash them for coming on this show. Well, I mean, maybe there was another show they should have gone on. 
Maybe those shows should have reached out to him like I did. So you're going to punish somebody. You're going to talk about somebody for coming on this show because you don't agree with my politics. But here I am bringing somebody on that probably don't agree with my politics, but I'm helping them promote their cause. So damned if I do, damned if I don't. That's why I just do what Clay wants to do. Not what anybody thinks I should do. Not what anybody thinks I shouldn't do. That's why I called it the Clay Edwards Show. So I can do whatever I want and interview whoever I want, whenever I want. And uh, thank you to the people that made some donations to them yesterday. You helped pay for a mother's light bill yesterday. I got a text late yesterday afternoon from Miss Frazier. She said, I just want to thank you. We were able to pay a mother's light bill with a donation that was sent in. So good stuff there. All right, man, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, the list of cities with the shortest life expectancy has been released. Where do you think Jackson landed? We'll have that and more on the other side of this break on 103.9. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Let's, uh, let's go to Watkins Construction and Roofing's Google page here. Let's check out some reviews from some of their great customers. You know, we're going into that time of the year where there's a lot of storms. We had one last week, 50-something miles, 60-something mile an hour winds. It was crazy coming through here. Saw our downtown Canton took a bunch of damage. Let's see here. Miss Margie Jepson leaves a five-star review. It says, Watkins has a very strong reputation and deservedly so. John Allen was responsive, so nice, and followed up every at every step. Good communication. Then Daniel came out with his crew, and he was fantastic. Took pictures all through the roof replacement. Worried about my flowers. They were fine. Making sure the netting was protective and was respectful, personable, and professional throughout the day. The crew cleanup was exceptional. No worries at all. As my yard, driveway, front and back doors were blown off and kept clean. Yes, I give Watkins my highest recommendation. You can check out Watkins Construction and Roofing for all your roof repair and replacement needs. Start online at WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Uh, serving all of Mississippi, based out of right here in central Mississippi. Can't beat it right there, man. Good folks over there at Watkins Construction and Roofing. All right, man. So I kind of got a question of the day. A question of the day here. And this is unrelated to politics or anything going on in the world today. One of the very first shows, if not the very first show I did here on this station, we talked about <clears throat> the things that men go through and the problems that men go through, kind of like secretly, things we're ashamed to talk about. And one of the one of those things, oddly, was does your family, if you died today, if you if you died today, whatever for whatever reason, suddenly or otherwise. Does your family know six of your friends well enough to call and ask them to be pallbearers at your funeral? I mean, we all think we do. We all just assume they do. But are you close enough with six people that your family knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that they could call and ask them to be pallbearers at your funeral? Or are they going to have to get one of them cousins, nephews, and a random family friends, uncles or something that you never talked to 
to get up there and help carry your casket. Dude, can you name six people off the top of your head for your family to call to be pallbearers at your funeral? I want y'all to think about that. I can. I ain't going to do it on the radio because I'll end up offending number seven or eight. But I do believe I am friends, good enough friends with six people that my family could call them to be pallbearers at my funeral. Let's take a call here. This has got Derek here on the hotline. Hey, Derek, you're on there. Hey, buddy. To answer that question, in my family, culturally, if if it's uh, if it's um, somebody in a matriarchy like an aunt or a grandmother or something like that, normally the um, her nephews do it. it. It's it, it's it's actually tradition in my family. Like when my mother passed away, her nephews did it. I mean, you know, my cousins. So yeah, that was kind of hard to answer. Yeah, well, I mean. But just, I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody may not have nephews. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? You you don't know which way the ball is going to bounce when it when it comes to boys or girls being born or no kids being born or or whatever. So that's interesting though. Cause I guess uh, culturally, it can be different. Yeah, because see, culturally in my family, since we're like a mulatto background, which is similar to Creole, we're buried above ground in vaults. Interesting. Yep, yeah. good stuff. What else you got this yeah. morning, brother? I saw you calling during the first segment. Um, I was going to tell you, um, to, answer, to go along with what you're saying about a generation that's never been policed and really a generation that's never been parented, you know, it reminded me of something that happened um, this weekend uh, with myself. Um, as you know, I'm going through a situation. No need to announce it on the air, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have been very vocal about men's and women's statistics here in the country. Well, a bunch of females got offended in my hometown at a at a store while I was talking, and um, the person in the store actually told my dad that I, I offended a lot of women in there. Well, guess what my dad did? He confronted me about it, and I'm 44 years old, and guess what I did when he confronted me? Sat there and took it. That's called parenting, sir. I'm 44 years old, and I still have that natural fear of my father. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That respectful fear. So yes, everything is culturally. You can say st- st- I mean, systemic racism, cultural bias, all this other BS you want. The real truth is, these kids have never been faced with consequences and hard consequences. When my dad was sitting there talking to me, it's like I was a teen again. Don't say nothing, just listen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And yeah. as far as where I understand you, you have an opinion upset, but heck, you ain't got to tell everybody. You know, they were highly offended. Hey, we, I talk about it all the time. I don't know if yeah. I've said it in a while, but we all need a good tuning up every now and then. Yeah, you know, like I said, very start, you know, my, that, that's my dad, you know. And um, I can relate to what you were saying because I grew up in a world where there were limits, borders, boundaries. You know what I mean? Yep. Behaviors were not tolerated, you know. I mean, look, I so, knew. I knew. I, I was telling a friend of mine a story the other day about when my parents would take us out to eat. And, uh, it never failed that I always pushed whatever those boundaries were. And I got told about halfway through dinner that when I got home, I got to pick the belt and I would be good the rest of the time. So good. Best kid ever thinking that they would forgive me or just forget because they had a good time. And it never went down like that. They never forgot that they told me they were going to beat my butt when I got home. And I still had to go pick that belt. And if I didn't pick one of the good ones that was going to hurt, they were going to pick the one that really hurt. Oh man, that anticipation before before beating was always worse than the beating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. My my dad used to say some crazy stuff like, 
He's like, I'm going to beat you. You know what? You had no business. He said, you knew better than you. you had no business to do that. Then he used to always have the saying, you might as well get ready for it. Oh, so that. one day I, I decided to challenge. I put on a bunch of underwear, and it was one of those one of those worst beatings where you had to pull them down. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, look, I, I tell you, I, there was one one time that I, I couldn't quit laughing for some reason, even though it hurt like hell, and it sure. was the worst beating I've ever got in my life. Yeah, yeah, I, I had one of those great hand weapons. Right. Laughing, and, so- laughing and crying simultaneously. It was terrible. Yeah. My, you know, yeah. I if I known what DHS was then, I'd have called them. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, like I, CPS. I had, we used to call that. It, it be the court martial whooping. You know, you did something real woefully bad. And so, and that was one where I had to pull my pants. You know, I had to pull my pants down. I had all them underwear on. He come on. He said, "Well, you look at this. Oh, you think you trying to be a little funny, huh? You're a little joker." So that made it even worse. Yeah, you know, and and and, and <laughs> I can tie all that right there back into this whole thing about no parenting and no policing. Is a lot of these fools running around here in cities like Jackson and similar? They ain't never had their butts. They ain't never had to go pick the belt. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and you know, being at home, one of the things I'm constantly reminded over again, it, it makes no difference what part of Mississippi I'm from. You know, they'll say in the heartbeat, they say, oh, you're, you're J.C. Washington's son. You know, you're one of those washes. You know, because, you know, I come from a long uh, lineage of law enforcement and things like that and well-known people. So, like you said, the biggest problem is, is, is lack of parenting. And they can say systemic racism, cultural bias, and all this other nonsense all they want to. But if you've never been told no, and you've never been raised with a standard, you're going to feel like the whole world is against you. Bottom line. Amen, brother. Thank you, Derek. Uh Uh-huh. You know, back to the point about, I'm going to tie all that air into a nice bow here before this break. If you ain't got six friends that your parents can call if you died today to be pallbearers at your funeral, if you can't think of six, you're running with the wrong poop. You're running with the wrong people. If if your parents don't know them well enough that they can't pick up their phone or reach out to them on Facebook or whatever and ask if they be pallbearers, you're running with the wrong people. At just You're not in the right church. You're running with the wrong people. Whatever the case may be. I just want you all to think about that. Long-term question there. You ain't got to call and answer it. But, hey, if you want to call and talk about it, 601-879-0002. Let's hit up the Guns and Gear text line here before the break. Um, You guys have been active this morning. Trying to get better here at reading the text. Roger text in says, this is what made made your show what it is. Can I get an amen? Amen. What were we talking about there? The uh, good guys went again. Says one of the issues with these kids is it's kind of raising it's kids raising kids. There is no respect being taught. Period. There's there's no respect being taught. There's no fear being instilled. Like I said, I knew when we went down to the hill to eat in South Jackson, if I showed my butt, I was gonna get my butt beat when I got home, and it never failed. I just I have a long storied history of showing my butt in bars, starting back to when I was a kid. We started at the hill. They're on Valley Street, and it went up. Uh, it it basically ended 2007 at the Voodoo Lounge on um on State Street. But I've had a few wild nights here and there since then. But um, thirty plus years, your boy ran ran wild in bars. Let's see here. Kimberly texts in says, "I don't even have six close friends." Kimberly, get you some friends. Paul texts in on the Guns and Gear text line. What does the new schedule look like after you? No Jim? Does he come on later? What's the lineup? So, 
Mike's got replays running the rest of the week from 9 to 11. After me, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Jim's got one hour. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this week. Just everything's the same this week. Starting next week, I'll be on from 7. We have Stephen Yatroska from 6 to 7. You have me Monday and Tuesday from 7 to 10. Jim won't have a show on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you'll have me from 7 to 9. And Jim, well, we have Jameson from 10 to 11. Jameson's show is going to be 10 to 11 every day, Monday through Friday. Then Jim, I believe, will be 11. I need to be looking at it on paper. Yeah, Jim will be Jim will be 8 to 9. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm 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 7 to 9. Jim will be 9 to 10. This is terrible radio here. Let me just do it all, write it down when we come back, and I'll make it make more sense because I have butchered this. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. This segment going to be brought to you by Keith's Lock and Key, family-owned and operated, serving Central Mississippi all the way back since Ronald Reagan was president with a combined experience of nearly 50 years. Keith's Lock and Key is here for all of your commercial and residential locksmithing needs. Look, I told you all the story. I had to use them twice in one week. They got out. They were in and out of the house less than an hour for sure. Really, honestly, less than 30 minutes. But I don't want to set unrealistic expectations because everybody's house is different. Every lock is different. But they got it down pat. Did my whole house twice. And uh, very affordable. Got in. Got out. Look, lock their number in. They don't, you know, they ain't got a website. I don't know how much their Google presence is. We're doing this the old-fashioned way. You got to pay attention here. The phone number, 601-278-1459. That's Keith's Lock and Key. Check them out. I've been friends with them going all the way back since the ninth grade. Good folks. I co-sign on them. Real talk. All right. Let's see here. How about how about them Cowboys last night? Finally won a playoff game. Shout out to Dak and the team. Uh, you know, regardless of how we feel about the NFL and their stance on a bunch of stuff, it is cool seeing the Cowboys and our, our Dak Prescott win a big game. Beat Tom Brady. I mean, that was a big one there, man. Could be Tom's last game. Might not be. Could be. They started the season with a loss to Tampa, and then they beat Tampa in the playoffs. I can dig that, man. That's pretty cool. I I watched pretty much that whole game last night. That might be the only NFL game all season that I watched the whole thing. Uh, Dak had a great game. It's really cool to see him do good. He's one of the good guys. It's easy to pull for him. He really is. Let's see here. What else did I want to talk about? This morning, I've got my guest out in the green room here in the next segment, Miss Linda McCoy. Of uh, if you owe the state of Mississippi any income tax, just know they can garnish one hundred percent of your wages. So we're going to talk about that in hour number two. Let's see here. Oh yes, life expectancy in Mississippi. That was what I wanted to hit. Our life expectancy in America, should I say? Let's. 
make this full size here. Uh, this was, I found that I stumbled across this on MSN. Looks like uh, WJTV may have been the initial source of it. It says, where you live has a big impact on how long you live. A recent analysis of major U.S. metro area finds. Sorry, man, they put so many ads in these things. That while people born in Bridgeport, Connecticut, can't expect to live around 83 years on average, natives of Jackson, Mississippi, have the shortest lifespan uh, and have lives that are 8.6 years shorter. 8.6 years shorter. Says the report analyzed 119 metro areas with populations of 250,000 or more using data from the University of Wisconsin Population Health Institute's country health rankings. Researchers found the coastal lifestyle appears to be good for longevity. Six of the top 10 metro areas for life expectancy are in California or Florida. The, the study isn't the first to connect location with longevity. Researchers at Stanford and MIT found that moving to the Northeast, California, and parts of Florida, even after the age 65, grow people's remaining life expectancy by as much as 5%. Let's see here. And it's kind of butchered up here a little bit. But anyway, more to the story. Jackson is number one or dead last, depending on how you look at this list, for the shortest life expectancy in America. It's also, Jackson's on top of a bunch of lists you don't want to be on top of. It's also number one deadliest city in America two years in a row. So there's that. Deadliest city in America and also the shortest life expectancy. But let's be honest. Do you really want to live to be 100 in Jackson? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of potholes, a lot of bad water, and a lot of crime to have to put up with for a long time if you live to be that old in Jackson. All right, man. Let me hit. Oh, yeah, man, real quick on the, uh, on the Dallas football game last night. There was another reason I actually wanted to mention that. Thank you for uh, <clears throat> thank you to the texter who, who texted in on the Guns and Gear text line. So how about Dallas's kicker? He missed four in a row last night when I, by the time I quit paying attention. And he had missed his last one in a previous game. So he missed five field goals in a row. He had only missed three all year. Not field goals, extra points, I'm sorry. Extra points. <laughs> You know that there was a point going into that third, fourth quarter where he's like, can we just not score again? Frankly, can we just not cross the 50-yard line again? I don't want to get anywhere near my range and maybe have to work again tonight. I need this to be over. But mark my words here. Mark my words. It will come down. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm going to look at glass half full here. He will end up winning a game for them sometime else in the playoffs. It may be next week at San Francisco. He's going to end up, the game's going to be on the line, and he's going to redeem himself, and that's going to be a story arc. If they're close into it and it comes down to it, I bet he makes a game-winning field goal for the Cowboys. Now, again, I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's how I'm going to spin that. All right, let's go back to the Guns and Gear text line this morning. Amber. Text in and uh, says, "Tell Kimberly I'll be her friend." So we got one down, Kimberly. We're working. We're getting you six, Kimberly. 
but got one down. Greg texts in on the Guns and Gear text line and says, I'm beginning to wonder how many friends I've got at this age. He goes, the older I get, I wonder if I got six real ones. You know, and I just look at it like this. And we all get a little older. You know, we all got a little less time for, to spend with our friends because of work and family and all that. But I know I got five, six good friends. And, I, you know, I know there's this myth going around by people who don't have five or six friends where they say, all you need is one good friend. I, I don't buy into that. I, we all need a few good friends. And we all got those friends, man. I, I, my buddy Marvell, my friend Sonny. These are probably guys I don't talk to on a regular basis. But I grew up with these folks. We get in a room together. We, can be, we could have been apart for 10 years. And it's like we ain't miss anything. We just jump right back into whatever we were, whatever we were talking about ten years ago. They got kids. I got kids. I get it. We all old, but I think we should all be able to reach out and have six good friends. If you don't, man, maybe maybe you're the problem. I ain't being mean. I ain't pointing the finger at nobody. I'm just saying maybe you need to be the one to reach out. I, I'm bad. I'll tell y'all. I am not the good communicator in my friend groups. I get up. I do this every morning. I work every day. I'm not usually the one to initiate conversations. I need y'all to holler at your boy. But uh, I, I think I got a few of y'all I can depend on. All right, let's take a phone call here. Hey, brother, you on there? All right, so Jackson's the most dangerous city in America. It has the least whites expectancy. I wonder if they go together. Did you know, Clay, that it's also the blackest? No joke. Is it? So, yep, so you can't blame it on whitey, folks. I, want, I mean, so I'm just getting tired of every time there's something happening in Jackson, especially with the water, after they get this, the, the money from the federal government. Uh, I don't want to hear that the white man didn't do nothing for you or anything like that. No, the state didn't do this. The state didn't do it. You just got $600 million. And I promise you, mark my words, like, won't a single pipe get fixed. Oh, I agree 100%. That would, no, ain't no pipes getting fixed. They're going to spend $100 million on studies. Then they're going to bid it, and then the people that bid it better be respecting black dollars, if you get what I'm saying. Respecting Chakwe's dollars. Respecting exactly. Chakwe's bank account. Exactly. That too. And probably a few other people up on that city council, including the Republican. But uh, I just – Jackson's too far gone. Yeah. Even if the state took it over, and I think that's the reason they want, don't want to take it over. It's because they know they'd never give it back. Well, they tried to – they 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 put a bit put a bill together last week so you could recall mayors and then it got tabled right as it was supposed to go to the floor, but it was one hundred percent targeted at Chalkway. And why I, did he get? Why did it? Well, why couldn't you get something like that passed? I don't know. I don't. I don't know why they pulled it off, but they got pulled off the floor at the last minute. So well, somebody's somebody's buddy is probably a mayor in one of these other high crime towns like Oral or Meridian or Columbus. You know, Clay, all the good towns that were nice in Mississippi when me and you were growing up, your Natchez's, your Vicksburg, your Greenville's, your Columbus's, your Meridian's, uh, even Hattiesburg to agree. Man, they're not worth a crap anymore, dude. They're dangerous. There's no jobs there anymore. I mean, they got big jails. I mean, and nobody wants to be there. No, I mean, every, every, all the all the growth areas are in Rankin and Madison, uh, south the South Haven, North Mississippi area, and down on the coast. 
Well, the, yeah, the pine, the pine belt's doing well too. You know, it, it's it, it's weird to see it do, but all, all those traditionally well-known cities that we grew up being nice cities in Mississippi aren't anymore. I mean, nobody knew what Texas South Haven was or Horn Lake. No, you just drove I mean, there to get to Memphis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and honestly, man, I've lived there. I lived there for a few years, a long time ago. And then people don't even want to be associated with Mississippi. Same way on the Mississippi coast, dude. These people on the Mississippi coast don't even want to don't even want to tell you they're in Mississippi. Well, no, you, you know, I did a whole video that went viral about there being like three different Mississippis. Sure, we we all fall under the same flag, but North Mississippi, man, I've never met anybody that, that says they're from South Haven or or you know, they just don't consider them they don't consider themselves Mississippi. People we in the, went on a cruise. We went on a cruise about a month ago, and I met some folks on a cruise. I said, where y'all from? Memphis. What part? Oh, South Haven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. All right, brother. I got to take a break. Have a good day. All right, bye. All right, let's take a break. And we got Thomas on hold. Thomas, stay on hold. You need to make your return to the show. We'll be right back. Breaking rules when necessary. I asked Thomas to stay on hold through the break, and let's go straight to him. Thomas, you there? Yeah, I listen to you and the guy talk. It's like <clears throat> playing a game, a real game with you guys. Now, you and that guy need to start looking at this from a black person perspective. Like, if you go up on the quarterback from Daniel Jones' Instagram page, <clears throat> he said that he'll never know how it feels to be black and be discriminated against. But he understands, and he's gonna to try to learn and grow from the situation. What, what did what so, did he what did he do to need to learn and grow from? Said, there is a such thing as systemic racism, especially here in the state of Mississippi and all over the country. So don't try to make it seem like there's no such thing as racism. Okay, you playing a rigged game. You guys move the goalposts. You do all type of stuff. You, you know what I mean? Especially like with education and even economic growth and all type of stuff to, you know, get black people out of the playing field. You, you don't want equality, you know what I mean? That's been going on in the state of Mississippi for a long time. So don't try to make it seem like there's no such thing as racism in Mississippi. That's why Mississippi is behind. You guys fail to realize that and won't admit that. But I guess that's your strategy. So I just I don't feel like I want you guys just to see the union because right now you have a lot of white people going to Jackson State. You have a lot of white people going to HBCUs all around the country. You even got white female students at HBCUs that are pledging sororities, black sororities. Diversity, equity, inclusion. So why is it such this racial tension in Mississippi all the time with white people? Like you go to Rank County, white people uh, looking at you like you're crazy because you're black. You know, you know what I mean. You can't go to Brandon as a black person without white people looking at you all funny and, and, and acting like they want to do something. I wish one on would try me though. You know what I mean? Well, come on over. I'm just saying. We'll I, set it up. Just because I'm black, you gonna you gonna try to do something to me? Thomas, I got to take, take a break. Thank you for calling in. All right, end of the first hour. Coming up next, Linda McCoy. We'll be right back. 
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.